Section forty four of London Labour and the London Poor by Henry Mayhew, Volume One. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Peter Yearsley. The Street Folk, Part forty four. Of the Street Stationers and the Street Card Sellers. I have before mentioned that the Street Stationers, the sellers of writing paper, envelopes, pens, and of the other articles which constitute the stationery in the most general demand, were not to be confounded with the pattering paper workers they are indeed a different class altogether the majority of them have been mechanics or in the employ of tradesmen whose callings were not mechanical as regards handicraft labour but what is best described perhaps as commercial or as selling but not producing as in the instances of the large body of warehouse men in the different departments of trade one street stationer thought that of his entire body not more than six had been gentlemen's servants he himself knew four who had been in such employment and only one as a boy but there might be six the card sellers are in the instances i shall show more akin to the class of patterers and i shall therefore give them first the more especially as i can so preserve the consecutiveness of the accounts in the present number by presenting the reader with a sketch of the life of an informant in whose revelations i find that many have taken a strong interest of the seller of the penny shorthand cards all ladies and gentlemen who take their walks abroad must have seen and of course heard a little man in humble attire engaged in selling at one penny each a small card containing a few sentences of letter-press and fifteen stenographic characters with an example by which it is asserted anybody and everybody may learn to write shorthand in a few hours with the merits of the production self-considered this is not the place to meddle suffice it that it is one of the many ways of getting a crust common to the great metropolis and perhaps the most innocent of all the street performances a kind of a street lecture is given by the vendor in which the article is sufficiently puffed off of course this lecture is so to speak stereotyped embracing the same ideas in nearly the same words over and over and over again the exhibitor however pleads that the constant exchange and interchange of passengers and his desire to give each and all a fair amount of information makes the repetition admissible and even necessary it is here given as a specimen of the style of the educated patterer the lecture here is an opportunity which has seldom if ever been offered to the public before whereby any person of common intellect may learn to write shorthand in a few hours without any aid from a teacher the system is entirely my own it contains no vowels no arbitrary characters no double consonants and no terminations it may therefore properly be called stenography an expression which conveys its own meaning it is derived from two greek words stenos short and grapho i write or graphi the verb to write and embraces all that is necessary in fifteen characters i know that a prejudice obtains to a great extent against anything and everything said or done in the street but i have nothing to do with either the majority or minority of street pretenders i am an educated man and not a mere pretender and if the justice or genuineness of a man's pretensions would always lead him to success i had not been here to-day but against the tide of human disappointment 
the worthy and the undeserving are so equally compelled to struggle and so equally liable to be overturned by competition that till you can prove that wealth is the gauge of character it may be difficult to determine the ability or morality of a man from his position i was lately reading an account of the closing life of that leviathan in literature dr johnson and an anecdote occurred which i relate conceiving that it applies to one of the points at issue i mean the ridicule with which my little publication has sometimes been treated by passers-by who have found it easier to speculate on the texture of my coat than on the character of my language the doctor had a niece who had embraced the peculiarities of quakerism after he had scolded her some time and in rather unmeasured terms her mother interfered and said doctor don't scold the girl you'll meet her in heaven i hope i hope not said the doctor for i hate to meet fools anywhere i applied the same observation to persons who bandy about the expressions gift of the gab catchpenny and so on and so on which in my case it is somewhat easier to circulate than to support at any rate they ought to be addressed to me and not to the atmosphere the man who meets a foe to the face gives him an equal chance of defence and the sword openly suspended from the belt is a less dangerous because a less cowardly weapon than the one which like that of harmodius is concealed under the wreaths of a myrtle if you imagine that professional disappointment is confined to people out of doors you are very much mistaken look into some of the middle-class streets around where we are standing you will find here and there painted or engraved on a door the words mr so-and-so surgeon the man i am presupposing shall be qualified qualified in the technical sense of the expression a member of the college of surgeons a licentiate of apothecary's hall and a graduate of some university he may possess the talent of galen or hippocrates or to come to more recent date of sir astley cooper himself but he never became popular and dies unrewarded because unknown before he dies he may crawl out of his concealed starvation into such a thoroughfare as this and see professor morrison or professor holloway or the proprietor of parr's life pills or some other quack ride by in their carriage wealth being brought them by the same waves that have wafted misfortune to himself though that wealth has been procured by one undeviating system of hypocrisy and humbug of jesuitism and pantomime such as affords no parallel since the disgusting period of oliverian ascendancy believe me my friends a man may form his plans for success with profound sagacity and guard with caution against every approach to extravagance but neither the boldness of enterprise nor the dexterity of stratagem will always secure the distinction they deserve else that policeman would have been an inspector i have sometimes been told that if i possessed the facilities i professedly exhibit i might turn them to greater personal advantage in coarse unfettered saxon english that's a lie for on the authority of a distinguished writer there are two thousand educated men in london and its suburbs who rise every morning totally ignorant where to find a breakfast now i am not quite so bad as that so that it appears i am an exception to the rule and not the rule open to exception however it is beyond all controversy that the best way to keep the fleas from biting you in bed is to get out of bed and by a parity of reasoning the best way for you to sympathize with me for being on the street is to take me off as an evidence of your sympathy i remember that some twenty years ago a poor man of foreign name but 
a native of this metropolis made his appearance in edinburgh and advertised that he would lecture on mnemonics or the art of memory as he was poor he had recourse to an humble lecture-room situated up a dirty court its eligibility may be determined by the fact that sweeps concerts were held in it at a halfpenny per head and the handbill mostly ended with the memorable words n b no gentleman admitted without shoes and stockings at the close of his first lecture the admission to which was tuppence he was addressed by a scientific man who gave him five shillings it will relieve the monotony of the present address if some of you follow his example and advised him to print and issue some cards about his design which he did i saw one of them the ink on it scarcely dry as he had got it back at the house of a physician and on it was inscribed old birds are not caught with chaff from dr m blank an old bird the suspicious doctor however was advised to hear the poor man's tuppenny lecture and was able at the end of it to display a great feat of memory himself what was the result the poor man no longer lectured for tuppence but it is tedious to follow him through a series of years he was gradually patronized throughout the kingdom and a few months ago he was lecturing in the hanover square rooms with the earl of harrowby in the chair was he not as clever a man when he lectured in the sweeps concert room yes but he had not been brought under the shadow of a great name sometimes that great name comes too late you are familiar with the case of chatterton he had existed rather than lived three days on a penny loaf then he committed suicide and was charitably buried by strangers fifty years or more had elapsed when people found out how clever he had been and collected money for the erection of that monument which now stands to his memory by st mary redcliffe church in bristol now if you have any idea of doing that for me please to collect some of it while i am alive on occasions when the audience is not very liberal the lecturer treats them to the following hint when in my golden days or at the least they were silver ones compared to these i was in the habit of lecturing on scientific subjects i always gave the introductory lecture free i suppose this is an introductory lecture for it yields very little money at present i have often thought that if everybody a little richer than myself was half as conscientious i should either make a rapid fortune or have nobody to listen to me at all for i never sanction long with my company anything i don't believe now if what i say is untrue or grossly improbable it does not deserve the sanction of an audience if otherwise it must be meritorious and deserve more efficient sanction as to any insults i receive christianity has taught me to forgive and philosophy to despise them these very curious and perhaps unique specimens of street elocution are of course interrupted by the occasional sale of a card and perhaps some conversation with the purchaser the stenographic card seller states that he has sometimes been advised to use more commonplace language his reply is germane to the matter he says that a street audience like some other audiences is best pleased with what they least understand and that the way to appear sublime is to be incomprehensible he can occasionally be a little sarcastic a gentleman informed me that he passed him at bagnig wells on one occasion when he was interrupted by a gent fearfully disfigured by the smallpox who exclaimed it's a complete humbug no sir retorted mr shorthand but if any of the ladies present were to call you handsome 
that would be a humbug on another occasion a man half drunk had been annoying him for some time and getting tired of the joke said well i see you're a learned man you must pity my ignorance no was the reply but i pity your father pity my father why was the response because solomon says he that begetteth a fool shall have sorrow of him this little jeu d'esprit i was told brought forth loud acclamations from the crowd and a crown piece from a lady who had been some minutes a listener these statements are among the most curious revelations of the history of the streets the shorthand card seller as has partly appeared in a report i gave of a meeting of street folk makes no secret of having been fined for obstructing a thoroughfare having been bound down to keep the peace and several times imprisoned as a defaulter he tells me that he once got a month in one of the metropolitan jails it was the custom of the chaplain of the prison in which he was confined to question the prisoners every wednesday from box to box as they were arranged before him on some portion of holy writ and they were expected if able to answer on one occasion the subject being the excellence of prayer the chaplain remarked that even among the heathen every author without exception had commended prayer to a real or supposed deity the card-seller i am told cried out question who is that said the chaplain the turnkey pointed out the questioner yes said the card-seller you know what seneca says quid opus votis facte ipsum felicum vel bonum what need of prayer make thou thyself happy and virtuous does that recommend prayer the prisoners laughed and to prevent a mutiny the classical querist was locked up and the chaplain closed the proceedings it is but justice however to the worthy minister to state his querist came out of durancevail better clothed than he went in the stenographic trade of which the informant in question is the sole pursuer was commenced eleven years ago at that time three hundred cards were sold in a day but the average is now twenty-four and about fifty on a saturday night the card-seller tells me that he is more frequently than ever interrupted by the police and his health being delicate wet days are nuisances to him he makes an annual visit to the country he tells me to see his children who have been provided for by some kind friends about two years ago he was returning to london and passed through oxford he was hard up he says having left his coat for his previous night's lodging he attended prayers without a coat at st mary's church and when he came out seated himself on the pavement beside the church and wrote with chalk inside an oval border de limor apolime readers note greek end readers note lucam chapter fifteen verse seventeen i perish with hunger he was not long unnoticed he tells me by the scholars some of whom rigged him out and he left oxford with six pounds ten shillings in his pocket let us indulge the hope writes one who knows this man well that whatever indiscretions may have brought a scholar whom few behold without pity or converse with without respect for his acquirements to be a street seller nevertheless his last days will be his best days and that as his talents are beyond dispute and his habits strictly temperate he may yet arise out of his degradation of this gentleman's history i give an account derived from the only authentic source it is indeed given in the words of the writer from whom it was received 
the reverend mr shorthand his real name is of no consequence indeed it would be contrary to the rule of this work to print it was born at hackney in the county of middlesex on good friday the fifteenth of april eighteen o eight he is therefore now in his forty-third year of his parents very little is known he was brought up by guardians who were well-to-do and who gave him every indulgence and every good instruction and example from the earliest dawn of reason he manifested a strong predilection for the church and before he was seven years old he had preached to an infant audience read prayers over a dead animal and performed certain mimic ceremonies of the church among his schoolfellows the directors of his youthful mind were strong dissenters of antinomian sentiments with half a dozen of the same denomination he went before he was thirteen to the anniversary meeting of the countess of huntingdon's college at chesant here with a congregation of about forty persons composed of the students and a few strangers he adjourned while the parsons were dining at the green dragon to the college chapel where with closed doors the future proprietor of the penny shorthand delivered his first public sermon before he was quite fourteen the stenographic card-seller was apprenticed to a draper in or near smithfield in this position he remained only a few months when the indentures were cancelled by mutual consent and he resumed his studies first at his native place and afterwards as a day scholar at the charter house he was now sixteen and it was deemed high time for him to settle to some useful calling he became a junior clerk in the office of a stockbroker and afterwards amanuensis to an m d who encouraged his thirst for learning and gave him much leisure and many opportunities for improvement while in this position he obtained two small prizes in the state lottery gave up his situation and went to cambridge with a private tutor as economy was never any part of his character he there overran the constable and to prevent he says any constable running after him he decamped in the middle of the night and came to london by a wagon all his property consisting of a greek prayer-book dodd's beauties of shakespeare two shirts and two half-crowns at this crisis a famous and worthy clergyman forty years resident in hackney the rev h h n blank lately deceased had issued from the press certain strictures against the society for promoting christianity among the jews the shorthand seller wrote an appendix to this work under the title of the church in danger he took it to mr n who praised the performance and submitted to the publication the impression cast off was limited and the result unprofitable it had however one favourable issue it led to the engagement of its author as private and travelling tutor to the children of the celebrated lady s who though for adultery separated from her husband retained the exclusive custody of her offspring while in this employment my informant resided chiefly at clifton sometimes in bath and sometimes on her ladyship's family property in derbyshire while here he took deacon's orders and became a popular preacher in whatever virtues he might be deficient his charities at least were unbounded this profusion ill suited a limited income and a forgery was the first step to suspension disgrace and poverty in eighteen thirty two he married the union was not felicitous about this date my informant relates that under disguise and change of name 
he supplied the pulpits of several episcopal chapels in scotland with that which was most acceptable to them unable to obtain a locus standi in connection with the protestant church he made a virtue of necessity and avowed himself a seceder in this new disguise he travelled and lectured proving to a demonstration always pecuniary that the church of england was the hospital of incurables always in delicate health he found continued journeys inconvenient the oversight of a home missionary station comprising five or six villages was advertised the card-seller was the successful candidate and for several years performed divine service four times every sunday and opened and taught gratuitously a school for the children of the poor here report says he was much beloved and here he ought to have remained but with that restlessness of spirit which is so marked a characteristic of the class to which he now belongs he thought otherwise and removed to a similar sphere of labour near edinburgh the town containing a population of fourteen thousand was visited to a dreadful extent with the pestilence of cholera the future street seller to his honour be it spoken was the only one among eight or ten ministers who was not afraid of the contagion he visited many hundreds of cases and it is credibly asserted added medicine food and nursing to his spiritual consolations the people of his charge here embraced the irving heresy and unable as he says to determine the sense of the unknown tongues he resigned his charge and returned to london in eighteen thirty seven after living some time upon his money books and clothes till all was expended he tried his hand at the begging letter trade about this time the card-seller declares that a man also from scotland and of similar history and personal appearance lodged with him at a house in the mint and stole his coat and with it his official and other papers this person had been either a city missionary or scripture reader having been dismissed for intemperance the street card-seller states that he has suffered much persecution from the officers of the mendicity society and in the opinion of the public by the blending of his own history with that of the man who robbed him be the truth as it may or let his past faults have been ever so glaring still it furnishes no present reason why he should be maltreated in the streets where he is now striving for an honest living since the card-seller's return to london he has been five times elected and re-elected to a temporary engagement in the hebrew school goodman's fields so that at the worst his habits of life cannot be very outrageous the pomps and vanities of this wicked world have according to his own account had very little share in the experience of the shorthand parson he states and there is no reason for doubting him that he never witnessed any sort of public amusement in his life that he was a hard student when he was young and now keeps no company living much in retirement he attends the ministry he says of the reverend robert montgomery reads the daily lessons at home and receives the communion twice every month at the early service in westminster abbey of course these are matters that appear utterly inconsistent with his present mode of life one well-known peculiarity of this extraordinary character is his almost idolatrous love of children to whom if he makes a good saturday night he is very liberal on his way home this is perhaps his ruling passion 
an acquaintance of his without knowing why i inquired fully confirmed this account and it displays itself sometimes in strong emotion of which the following anecdote may be cited as an instance one of his favourite spots for stenographic demonstration is the corner of playhouse yard close to the times office directly opposite lives a tobacconist who has a young family one of his little girls used to stand and listen to him to her he was so strongly attached that when he heard of her death he had missed her several weeks he went home much affected and did not return to the spot for many months at the death of the notorious dr dillon the card seller offered himself to the congregation as a successor they however declined the overture end of section forty four